0: and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Happner. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast. Matt and Braden here. If this is your first time, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to hang out with you, and we just hope that, whether it's your first time or, or you've been around for a while, we just hope that this is providing a lot of value in different episodes are really hitting home. And uh, I know there's been a few people lately that are telling me like in a, in a month they're listening to 50 episodes and they're just crushing it. I'm like, wow. wow. Uh, that's incredible. Dedicated. These guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: Good for you. <laughs> I
0: love it. I, I'm inspired. I'm like, I got to listen to that many, <laughs> but uh, we're just happy if it's making an impact, that's the biggest thing. If even if you don't get through every episode, if you're seeing fruit in your life and seeing freedom, not just from sexual things, but from sexual things too, but also
1: insecurities or Mm -hmm. mindsets and just seeing transformation. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And we're just two regular guys journeying with you. And I think that's kind of what we try to convey to you all out there. We appreciate you listening with us, but we're on a journey just as much as you are. And uh, we're just trying to be encouragers and cheerleaders for you and to express to you that there's a God who loves you and wants to help you through the journey of getting free from porn and experiencing all the amazing aspects of being free. And it is great because we've both been able to move in that area, Matt and I, and we're passing that on to you and uh, that you can do it too um, with God's help. And uh, that's what uh, we really want to have as our theme in regards to this podcast. So thanks for joining with us today if this is your first time.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for plugging in. And today we're going to talk about the art of unplugging mm, now that you've mm-hmm. plugged in. And uh, the, art of, <laughs> the art of unplugging is is something that's so key in this world where there's just digital opportunities everywhere, uh, technology all around us. And so we just want to talk about the art of unplugging and what that looks like, what it can do for you. and uh, And then once we unplug, how we can also plug in to the right source mm-hmm. so we can get filled up and we can grow in the way that we, um, that, that we're designed to grow. We don't want to just unplug
1: and, and have nothing as far as input no, going into our life. So that's true. Very true. And yeah, this is an interesting topic that we're going to discuss today. Uh, I was actually listening to a podcast the other day, um, that was describing how addicted we are as a society to technology. And it, it clicked something for me because I know that, you know, when we're struggling with porn, we are plugged into something that is highly addictive. It's online. Primarily, and it's really hard to break free from. But you know what? There's all these surrounding kind of minutia for us. Is that the right word? minutia? Anyway, it's a it's a good word. <laughs> it makes you look smart. I, I man, don't look in the dictionary, people. That may not mean anything, but minutiae. It's because you're forty now. When you hit <laughs> yeah.
0: forty, you're so smart. Uh,
1: he will not let me let like he will not let me forget that I'm now forty. So, um, Matt's just a young whipper snapper. <laughs> eh. Anyways, let's not get off track. But I was listening to this podcast. And they were discussing, yeah, this this idea that we're so addicted and tied into technology as a whole. And I just want to tell you right now, we've said this before, Matt and I, technology isn't bad, it's neutral. It's neither good nor bad. Uh, it's just how we use it and how we are tied into it. And, and that can either be <clears throat> used as a tool in our lives, that can be good, or it can be very destructive. Now, why I'm bringing this up when it comes to porn is because we are in a highly addictive lifestyle and society that is really thrown our way. And we're, some of us were groomed in that. We were raised in that. You know, we've, we we came up into school on our laptops, um, social media was a huge thing that came in the mid two thousands and moving forward. A lot of us were raised in that. And some of us have really become, you know, kind of reliant on that to an extent or dependent on that. And that's where we spend a lot of our time. And if we're struggling with porn, We have all these hooks in us that we're not even aware of like once you get rid of that one hook of porn you know that's pulling you into this addictive pattern of lifestyle that you're really trying to get rid of you have to realize that because we've been tied into this digital world we have these other hooks in us that we're not even aware of and you know this podcast that i was mentioning to you they were discussing this how um, i don't think we're aware of this but big tech you know all these social media companies they've been really crafty at building their platforms. They actually hired, I was telling Matt this, they hire, you know, addiction specialists and psychologists and counselors, whatever else, to make their platforms, their stuff more addictive. To capture us is the word that was used in the podcast, to capture our attention, keep us there. And so they're very highly addictive and they can keep us in this flux of dopamine where we are all constantly, our brains are always in this dopamine state of arousal. We're always aroused. We're always looking for novelty. and What's new? What's new? What's new? Right? Like we keep looking for that. And it can really change the way our brains are wired over time to the point where if you want to break free from porn, really difficult to do. Um, And we want to acknowledge that, not to make you feel bad, like, wow, I really have an uphill battle here. But we need to be aware of these things so that we actually... Um, are addressing and identifying some of the challenges, and if we don't identify those things, we're kind of going in blind.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like casinos. Where the the way that casinos set up their businesses, you go in there. Typically, there's no windows. Yeah. Uh, there's no clocks in a casino.
1: That's true. Yeah, yeah. That, I remember reading about that. There's, that's true. There's no yeah. clocks.
0: You speak like you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> go to casino. No, I don't. I've never been into one. Actually, no, that's not true. Anyways, uh, we're going off track. Here. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, and the lights are going like the
0: lights, the music, yeah. all of it is just it's constant stimulation, and it's meant to keep you awake. So. I mean, people zone out there in front of the VLTs for yeah. hours at a time. Just Bright blunt. lights, sounds, right? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. one coin after another, just yeah. continually putting it back in, and don't even know what time it is. And it's the same mentality that big tech has taken in in hiring these addiction specialists. You're talking about and like, how can we hook people? Yeah. Lately, I've noticed on my Facebook, I'll go on there and and I'll have you know ten notifications or whatever it is. And I'll close Facebook, and ten seconds later, if I open it again, there's another notification that's yeah. like, "Hey, this other friend commented on this one group that you're not in." And I'm like, "Well, why is that a notification for me?" Yeah. But these addiction specialists have probably influenced them, and yeah. in just saying, if the, if you get a, if they get a notification, they're more addicted. There's a dopamine hit every time they get a notification, and so we got to understand how to unplug
1: from being captured. I like that word, captured. Like, are we captured by this? We don't want to be captured. No, no. And, you know, I, I, like one of the things I recognize, like, it's true, like with some of this, these areas we are captured and it's because, you know, don't be yourself up about that. Like Matt was saying, like casinos have spent millions of dollars figuring out how to keep people in their doors and spend money. And. Big tech has done the exact same thing. It's just running in the background. We don't recognize it. There's actually algorithms that are watching what we're looking at and it'll keep firing off stuff that is similar. You know, we you know, I remember I was looking at top 10 Connor McDavid goals and uh you know, I'm enjoying that. And then sure enough, YouTube starts loading another video of like say top 10 Mario Lemieux goals. Well, I gotta watch that. You know, and then sure enough, Gretzky goals and then go down the list. Right. And then there I am. And my wife's like, Hey, where have you been for two hours? And I'm like, Oh, sorry. I've been watching hockey highlights. right?" So that's, that's what happens, right? There's algorithms running in the background and whatever you look at, even if it's seemingly innocent, it could be, you know, like a do it yourself project of how to install baseboard. You're going to get more of that stuff over and over again.
0: There's a guy in one of our groups. He was, he was talking about that. He loves the song by Cody Carnes, run to the father. And, and so he's like, guys, you got to listen to run to the father. And after the group, first thing I did, I went to YouTube and I just typed in youtube.com. And the second video was run to the father by Cody Carnes. And I'm like, what? This was a conversation on a zoom call and YouTube. I don't know how it works, but it's freaky.
1: Oh, it is they're watching us they're watching us <laughs> Brad and you've been off Facebook lately right you've been off yeah. social media how's that been for you yeah thanks for setting me up on that one but so i was recognizing i'm going to kind of set the table for this i was really getting drawn into the Facebook world um I mean, that dates me mean Matt just said I'm 40 and all you youngsters out there are like Facebook, who goes a Facebook anymore? Well, I do. Okay. So whatever, <laughs> but, but I was going there and I'm, I like reading the news articles of all the people that are in my newsfeed. And, um, you know, that's not a very good constructive thing these days in the world we're in, <laughs> but I, I do that. And I was, I was noticing I was getting captured in my attention. Um, and over time I was recognizing I wasn't feeling very good. You know, I would shut Facebook down and I, I just felt like junk. Like I just felt irritable. I felt kind of more bleak about the world. I felt down on myself. I bowed down about people. I just wasn't in a great state of mind. And I think God was kind of showing me something with this, that, you know, I was plugging into something that was causing me harm. And that isn't to say that if you're looking at Facebook, it's causing you harm all the time. That's not true, but it was causing me harm. And I felt God really speak to me saying, you need to just unplug for a while. And I did. Although I will say that I I am using YouTube and looking at YouTube. So, you know, there's a lot, I I guess I got to do more of a fast with YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, I'm off Facebook and the other ones. And I'm just going to tell you right now that I felt way more, well, what's the better state of mind overall. Like I feel more creative in my work, um, thinking more. I'm more interested in, uh, more interested in pursuing God and pursuing my wife, really, and others, even relationship. I've been less irritable, um, felt way more happy, more content. And you know what? I, I think that I've recognized something here. It doesn't mean that I can't use tools like Facebook and Instagram in the future, but I can get to a place where it becomes something very destructive and a pattern in my life that isn't doing me any good. And I think this is part of what they were talking about that podcast I was mentioning. And if we're all always in a state of arousal, looking for novelty, you know, mentally in our brains, what that does is it just keeps us flooded all the time. And when you come down off of that, wherever you're looking at, you feel like you crash almost, Right. And you don't really know how to deal with life Um, sometimes when you're in that crash state and that can actually lead us to porn. We're not feeling very good. And, um, or we're, we're always wanting novelty, looking for the next thing. So you keep clicking on the pictures and Instagram or, you know, YouTube, the next video keeps loading. So you're always looking, always looking and you know, it's like, you're kind of a zombie in this, stuck in this. And I was noticing that for me. And as I'm sharing this, I mean, I'm, we're not meaning to hammer on you. If you feel like you, you know, you're, Hey, I too spend hours and hours, but can we just not be aware? Maybe we need to unplug sometimes, and, and they they, talk, they call it a, a dopamine reboot. I think, right? You kind of reboot your brain. Yeah. Sometimes we need that, but it's you know like really that whole idea though. If we are aware that there are developers behind these things that have tried to capture our attention, that's exactly what it's intended to do. Really, I mm-hmm. mean, they're they're about making money, so they want us to spend as much time on these platforms as we can, and they don't want us to unplug. They're working very hard to stop us from doing that. I mean, if you ever seen that, that documentary, the social dilemma, yeah. um, good watch. If you want to check out a cool documentary, kind of alarming, but you know, it really speaks to how we are captured in our attention. And, you know, I think that we just need to be aware of this. And, um, if my story is helpful in the sense of unplugging, man, I'm just in a better state of mind. Maybe that could be for you too, especially if you're battling something like porn and you're like, man, I'm maybe not looking at porn, Um, but I still, am really tied in these things and I I feel like I'm being pulled back in and you probably are to an extent because your brain has a memory, um, the dopamine high, you want to get the best feeling possible, your brain. So you'll be at a level with social media, but then you need more. And that's where porn really gets its hooks into you.
0: Yeah. And some addictions get transferred and it could be even you deal with porn, but then there's a lesser addiction. Mm -hmm. and. If you're addicted to social media or food or spending money or whatever it is or gambling and talking about casinos, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it, it's not looking at the heart issue. Like there's always, there's deeper things that it's like, why are you not okay being bored? Why can't you be quiet? Yeah, why are you yeah. uncomfortable? I've had two experiences with deleting social media. One was um, probably about a month ago or a few weeks ago. My phone was absolutely packed in terms of storage and I couldn't figure it out. And so I I have figured it out but I had to delete Facebook Facebook for a bit just to download some some other app that I needed. And so I deleted Facebook and a few days later I I had to go on Facebook for something for work. And I had all these notifications and I was like, "Why are there so many?" And I was like, "Oh, it's been a few days." Like after I deleted Facebook, I literally never even had one thought about it. Wow. It was like, "Oh, it's if I don't have it in front of me, I don't even go on it. So why do I why do I go on it?" Hmm. <laughs> so that was one experience that I've had but I know in in past times I've also had times where I delete social media or facebook or whatever instagram and then it's like when I'm bored it's like what do I do yeah um I know it's it, there's been times where I then go to hockey or like like TSN.ca or read a hockey article or yeah, go to youtube yeah. like you're talking about like I fill the time that I would spend on social media with something else and in times past I've been re- I tried to be really aware of that And to me, it's just highlighting something in my life, in my mind, in my heart, where I'm like, I'm not satisfied right now. Why can't I just be okay without these things? Why can't I, you know, do I need to just spend more time even in prayer and asking God, like, how can you comfort me right now? What's going on that I feel kind of antsy or uncomfortable without this? So there's there's two experiences that I've had. I'm sure if you're listening, I'm sure you've had one or maybe both of those. But if you're uncomfortable without, Social media, it just shows that it's like your brain wants that flood Mm -hmm, of dopamine mm -hmm. like you're talking about. It's true. Yeah. And without it, you're like, oh, I don't feel good. I don't feel right. And so you got to go on a process of like Bradenstein being self-aware and being like, okay, how can I retrain my brain? How can I do a reboot in my brain? And, and become healthy in my heart. What's even going on in my heart? Why do I feel like I need to escape into a world that turns me into a zombie? It's
1: like, you almost need to, you always need to have kind of white noise in your life. Uh, You can't have just, you know, just quiet. And and I've noticed this too. I was at Costco the other day with my wife. And um, if you know me, you'll know that I have mixed emotions about Costco I love all the, all the things they offer, but I get really ticked off when people keep, you know, bumping into me with their cart. But anyway. Oh, you're a grouchy 40-year-old <laughs> uh, man. I'm a grouchy. I'm a grumpy old man. I just like the samples. I'm so sad. Oh, That's I know. the worst thing about COVID. It's, it's not the totally worst thing. I don't want
0: to be insensitive. No, no.
1: I miss the samples. It's bad. Yeah, I miss the samples. But anyways, I, I, sometimes I just get frustrated there because it's just so busy and packed all the time. And we were in line up, my wife and I, um, to, to pay for our food. And I was feeling a little irritable. And what did I do? I reached for my phone. And yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I go to that because for some reason that makes me feel a little bit better. And it's interesting, actually, there was a study done. Um, do you know that the average American actually touches their phone 150 times a day? So I say American because that's where the study's done. So I'm guessing that's everywhere we touch our phone about 150 times a day. That's a insane. Like, It's so addictive. And I don't know if you've ever been in like a dentist office, you know, a waiting room or something. What is everybody doing? They're on yeah. their phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's because we can't just sit and be anymore. Yeah. Um, and I know this for me, I've been like that too. Or like, I have to, Touch this thing, this phone, and to, to kind of get that dopamine release to feel a little bit better if I'm feeling irritable or something, or, you know, I feel like, well, I really got to check my email because what if there's something really, really important? I checked I mean, it three minutes <laughs> ago, but there might be something. Someone sense. might have sent something really important, so I better check again. Yeah. It's
0: <laughs> 150 just, times. Like, how, how many times do we turn to God in a day?
1: Wow. Man, yeah, you went deep there. I like
0: that. Yeah. How many times do we just turn when we're uncomfortable and go, God, how can you come for me right now? Yeah. I just want to worship you right now for five seconds. Yeah. How many times do we do that? Can you imagine our yeah. life, like the awareness of our spirit being tuned into yeah. the Lord? Can you Are imagine how our brains,
1: our brains would change then? Yeah. Because like we're so wired to be, you know, connected and plugged into this digital world. But what if we tried to connect to God? You know, like yeah. I was thinking like when I was in Costco, irritable. What if I just took a moment to take a breath and I just asked God into that moment? Yeah, what have you what, what would he have shown me, or what would he have taught me in that moment?
0: Right, like when I'm in the doctor's office, like you're saying on my phone, and I'm like, oh, I, I, I. Sometimes I think of these stories where people are like, oh, I was out in public and I felt like the Lord told me to go say something to someone. Yeah, I'm like that could be happening right now, but I'm on Facebook. Wow,
1: and I'm buried that's in so my phone. True. It's like we're we're so connected into this thing, but we're so disconnected from everybody around us that where we could experience more of God or we could be used by God to bless others or even look for opportunities where God's teaching us something. Yeah. And we, we miss these things so often. I mean, if you, if you've ever been on a university campus and you're walking around, there are all the students. I mean, I don't even know how they, they avoid poles or, you know, manholes <laughs> yeah. covered. Like they're, they're on their phone and they just, it's like a, it's like a stream going around a rock. Like if I'm walking, they just move yeah. around. And it's the same kind of deal. Like we don't look the people in the eye anymore. And, Man, this really sounds like I'm a grumpy old man, you know, just crying about how bad the world is. Well, you're talking back about Back in the day, it used to be so better. Yeah. But I mean, we had our other stuff back in the day. But I'm just saying, like, can we be aware of, you know, maybe what we're plugged into and how that, you know, could be used as a tool, but potentially is maybe harming us and you know, keeping us from enjoying real relationship versus, you know, something more superficial. And
0: and practically speaking, there's how many studies that have been done that show a link between depression, anxiety and social media use. Mm-hmm. And like, even just practically think, if you're on your phone, buried in a doctor's office or at yeah. university or whatever, yeah. and you're just, your head's buried there. Imagine just lifting up your head and going, God, what do you want me to say to somebody right now? Yeah. That's stored that, or, or even just like, go talk to somebody on your own you get a story then you get like, you can go home and you can tell your family later, like, Hey, I talked to this person. This is what happened. This is what yeah. they told me. Mm-hmm. Hey, the Lord directed me to pray for this person or even just pray for them silently. Even yeah. if you're not comfortable going to them, the Lord directed me to go, to go say something to this person that's a story that's exciting. It brings excitement. Yeah. It brings like, it brings life. It satisfies your heart. Mm. It's like, oh man, like I was sitting in the doctor's office for half an hour, but I just spent time just in just silently just worshiping God. Like it was a beautiful wow. time with him.
1: That's so Imagine cool.
0: like that compared to looking at something where you're comparing yourself to other people constantly yeah. or reading news about COVID that's yeah. negative, no matter what side you're on. Right. <laughs> and then like the link between depression, and anxiety and
1: social media Mm, and then getting so apart true. from that, it's just so practical. It makes so much sense. It does make sense. And then if we're so tied into it and plugged into it, you know, not only were we, we robbed of some some of those moments, but what if there's somebody next to us that, you know, God's tapping us on the shoulder, you know, for just to have a conversation with. Yeah, That sounds like a really scary thing these days, right? Talk to a stranger, who does that anymore? Yeah. But we miss some of these moments where, you know, God wants to use us and really share with somebody or encourage somebody or just listen to somebody. You know, we don't do that anymore. And that robs us of some of these joyful moments where we can be blessed, others can be blessed. And so what if we open our eyes a little bit? And not only that, I mean, I've been taught a lot about myself as God's been working in my irritability sometimes where I'm feeling anxious. Because when I'm feeling anxious or irritable, I would often want to escape from that and go to something and I don't want to feel anxious anymore. I don't want to feel bad anymore. So let's go into social media. Let's look at YouTube videos. So I don't have to think about things anymore. Um, But God's actually taught me a lot when I'm in the midst of my uncomfortableness. You know, when I'm uncomfortable, I feel God's teaching me something about Mm -hmm. myself. Um, He's showing something and when I invite him into that moment. So maybe don't try to escape from those moments, your your anxious moments. You know, invite God into them Mm -hmm. instead of going to kind of a secondary, you know, kind of synthetic thing that isn't really going to help you long-term. It just stops you from thinking about anything.
0: Yeah. It's so easy. Our default response is to escape, to suppress, to not, mm-hmm. not address something that's hard. But Invite God in. There's this phrase that came to me last year. We don't, we're not made to escape. We're made to enter into his presence. And when we're feeling a hard time, Man, just enter into his presence and invite him into your situation. Mm, yeah. And it can be just so much more satisfying. It could also just be something practical. Go have a conversation with someone. Go work out. Go for a walk. Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't have time to read a book. And then I'm like, wait a second. I reflect on my day. How much time did I scroll today? Uh-huh, <laughs> I could have read yeah. a book, right? <clears throat> Lately, I haven't spent a lot of time scrolling, to be honest. And it's been really nice. I go on social media really for work. And other than that, I don't spend a lot of time on there. And it's so nice, like just the peace, the time mm-hmm. with our family. It's been nice. My wife, I'm proud of her. She always does the every year we've been married. She does a month, and I think she did it before too. But a month uh, off social media, and and uh, but last year and this year it's like months. Like she was off for about six months last year, and mm-hmm. this year it's been months at this point. And she's loving it, and and we're just talking lots. Like like you don't even miss it. After a while, like, you might be uncomfortable at the start, but once you get into a routine, you don't miss it. I talked to a guy yesterday who is uh, just passionate, on fire for the Lord, like, loves, loves Jesus. And, uh, and I was saying, like, he wants to pray for the ministry. And I was saying to him, like, hey, we got prayer nights on Mondays. Anybody, Anybody can come pray for the ministry. There's a plug for you. Restoredministries.ca. You can go to prayer teams at the top. Good job. <laughs> and, <laughs> and join. And it's really cool. In fact, it was neat. Last week, my mom was on there and um, and there was a new guy, a buddy from church named Josh. And he was on there for the first time. He didn't know it was my mom, but he was praying for people just at the end after they'd prayed for the ministry and for people in the ministry. And he said, hey, I feel like the Lord's telling me that you need healing, Karen. And my mom's had this foot issue for Almost two years, really, really bugging her, interrupting her whole life, and she's like, "Man, I slept last night with no pain. I'm walking upstairs with no pain. It's the first time in wow, that is what twenty one months wow. since it happened. So, so it's cool. So, the Lord, the Lord works, not just that, but, but with the the ministry too. And there's been practical answers to prayer. and uh, And so, I was talking to this guy wanted to pray for the ministry. I said, "Hey, you can gather with other people from around the world and and do that. and uh, And he just said, "I don't have." A computer. I've never had a computer. This guy's in his late forties, I think, and uh and he's like, my phone, like it's a simple phone. I don't have social media. I don't have. I haven't had a TV since nineteen ninety six. I'm like, wow. And in my head, I'm like, how do you live? Like, I'm I'm <laughs> oh, so confused. Wow. And I was thinking about this, like my dependency on computers and technology, and how the life has just re- revolved around that. Yeah. And other people, it's like if they take a hard stand against it, they're still living. He's still on fire for the Lord. Mm. There's probably a connection there.
1: Wow. Yeah, very well. Could be. Oh, I think there is. Like uh, sometimes it's thinking a little con- counter-culturally about some of these things, yeah. you know, because we've been swept along for so long. It's just what everybody does, right? This is where we're heading. And again, we'll say this, nothing wrong with technology. There's a lot of good things is it from technology. We're not... Bunch of, well, one old guy and one young guy here just spouting off about how bad technology is and all, but but let's just recognize it. You know, sometimes there is a cultural shift and movement that I don't think necessarily is helpful to us um, and to be aware of it. and, And, you know, we can move in a different way. Countercultural way, where, you know, yeah, we use it as a tool, what it should be intended for, instead of becoming this central thing in our life to the point where we can't do anything or be anything outside of that. And I think it's important to just to be aware of that, especially if you're struggling with porn. Um, I think there's a link here sometimes, you know, as far as addictive lifestyle and patterns. Um, just to be acknowledging that, and you know, some there's tangible things we can do out of this. Like we always talk about, you know, we're not about behavior modification; we're about you know, life transformation, and that's what God does in our life. But there's some things sometimes that we can do in movement um, that will stop us from kind of keeping that dopamine high in our life and being aware, at least, of what's going on. Um, you know, I know one of the things that my wife did, it was awesome, when she, she was a teacher for years, and she always had in her classroom what she called a cell phone safe house. So every kid that came into our class, they had to stick their cell phone in there And then at the end of the class, they would get it back. Anyways, I thought it was a great idea. Um, The kids didn't know what to do themselves half the time, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, sometimes we can do that in our own home where maybe there's an area where we can just put our phone for the night and actually have conversations with our family, Um, our spouse, you know, put it away. Don't have it near you. Um, Don't have it at the supper table, you know, because these things are changing the way that we connect. They're changing the way that... We, um, really engage with life. And so maybe just be awareness is a good thing. You know, maybe you just put it aside and see what it does. Just try it out for a while. You know, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be kind of hard because I have a difficult time with this too. I'm with you on this too, people. Like I, yeah. this is something I'm, I'm, you know, I'm preaching to the choir as far as I'm in the choir, you know, <laughs> so yeah. uh, I'm with you on this, but, um, maybe it's something we could try. Social media, it's, it
0: makes you zone out. And so, it lowers your expectations, lowers the standard of your life because you're not thinking straight. You're not inviting the Lord necessarily into those things. And so mm-hmm. if you have struggled with pornography or if you've had a past struggle and you're free for a bit, but the heart issues are still there, you're really susceptible. And there's so many pictures on social media. It doesn't matter what, what uh, platform you're on that will lead you astray, that will that will just put a thought in your mind. Right. And so it's not to say that we can never see those things if they come up and we're not looking for them, but you want to be able to be in a heart Mm -hmm. position where where your heart is so healthy because you've addressed that stuff. And Mm -hmm. so if you're just zoning out and not dealing with, with hardships in your life, that's where you're really susceptible and got to be careful with social media. And so, um, we don't want you to just act like a zombie, like so many do. No, and like, we, no. we, like we understand and we have, yeah. and we do, um, it, we all just got to be aware, like Brad was saying mm-hmm. at the start. And so even with that, it's not just even pornography. There's people that their, their whole struggle in their marriage. Uh, I mean, this is common, but it's just somebody, one of the spouses looking at other, Attractive people on social media and the other spouse Mm -hmm. finds out and it's like, what on earth is this? And that causes a lot of trauma for a spouse. And so it's, it's not just social media. It makes you a zombie and has you go to porn. It's like, even the stuff on social media can really, can be really damaging. And if we're a zombie, we're not, we're not as on guard as we would be otherwise.
1: Yeah, very true. And, you know, I think that sometimes we think because it's not as bad as porn. Yeah, that's right. Then, well, maybe it's a little bit better so you feel a little bit better. But you know what? Like, that's a great point. Um, if, like, speaking to you guys, if you're, if you are you know, scrolling Instagram and looking at girls on there, you might be rationalizing saying, uh, that's not porn, but hey, that's still just as damaging to you and just as damaging to your wife. Because if she found out, do you think she'd be happy about that? That's right. No, she wouldn't. She'd feel just as much betrayed because you're you're looking at something that you're longing for instead of devoting that attention to your spouse and to God and and that will hurt them just as much like you were telling that story right that that, that that you were mentioning there is that that wife was just as damaged by yeah. that, that guy looking at Instagram yeah. models right so yeah.
0: yeah exactly
1: we can't rationalize these things
0: no we can't rationalize them and, and expect to live healthy lives so we hope that this ins- has inspired you to do to do something to take action to be aware maybe if you got to take a social media break like Braden's doing right now uh if you need to look at, at are you going there for comfort how can I get comfort from from the holy spirit who is the comforter how could i change my approach what am i what hardships in my life am i not looking at uh, we hope that this has been helpful and if you need to take a break take a break and and uh, if you just need to manage it better then that's fantastic but make sure that when you unplug that you also plug in and you just invite the lord into those mm-hmm. times and plug into to the source that is the source of everything and the source of satisfaction and fulfillment in your life. And that is Jesus Christ. And um, grow your relationship with him every day. Maybe touch him 150 times a day. Turn to him 150 times a day. Pray without ceasing. Rejoice always. Thankful in every circumstance. Those are powerful things. I wish I lived like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get better. <laughs>
1: That's really encouraging and convicting at the same time. I love what you said there, man. <laughs> yeah, let's tie into God 150 times a day. Let's reach out to him 150 times a day. And, um, there's a challenge for the week, everybody. Thanks for checking in with us, and we will see you next week for another great episode.
0: Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you'd like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.